eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am National Recruiting Analyst Chris Tagno, alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting Andrew Ivins, who it's 9.42 Eastern Time. Before this call even started, about 20 seconds before we even hit record, Andrew's in my grill saying bring the juice. He obviously didn't like uh, where I was at from a psyche level, but Drew, Enough about me. It's not about me. Well, you're this not in your a- you're not in your regular element, right? People can't see the backdrop. You're not in your you don't got the kid cutty behind you. You don't oh. got the name tags. You don't got I'm your trying, big mic. I'm trying to respect, you know, I'm in my future in-law's house. I got my future father-in-law about a couple feet away from me on the on the other side of this wall. I'm just trying to respect the dojo, man. You know, and here here it is right now. You can probably hear me talking about it. My tones are loud, but you know how it is. You got people at your house right now. But like I said, let's stay on track here. Wedding week. Last week we talked to you. You were a little frazzled. You were having dreams. Good dreams. Now now it's wedding week. It's here. I mean, a little Arnold Palmer invitation to kind of calm you down a little bit. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. It is uh, first and goal. That's what I said this morning. But I got, I got a two-minute warning and I got multiple timeouts. So... Uh, we're in a good spot. I got a good, a few good plays drawn up. You know, kind of some go tos down in the red zone. I, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to get this thing. This thing. I'm ready to honestly have a few days off. It was a long weekend. Uh, you know, made my way to IMG Academy for their pro day. Uh, was in Orlando for the Under Armour camp, like you said. Hit the Arnold Palmer Invitational. My dad and my brother. Uh, I got a ton of sun. I know other parts of the country are cold. I have like sun i've been beaten by the sun um or some sunscreen uh but uh I, I'm, I'm tired i'm just ready to rock this thing we got we got a lot of, a lot to discuss the dead periods over recruits on the road and again we got some in-person evaluations part of the process um and we saw i saw a lot of talent drew are you done after like once this episode's done are you are you done for the week is there anything else you got to get done today well, Lance is recruiting me to be on the college football recruiting show on Tuesday. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I have some tasks on my uh, honey to-do list that I have uh, put off to the last minute. So got to knock those out. I'm going to have to 
I'm going to have to put the foot down on producer Lance. You're not working on, on Tuesday. I, I think you're done after this, but all right, Drew, let's, let's get to it. You talked about it. Busy weekend for you. It's kind of like the, the final push. I know you need that headspace. Like, Hey, I got to get some things done before I get married and I, and I sail off to Cabo or wherever you guys are going under armor Orlando. We'll talk about that uh, first. Um, but, you know, I haven't talked to you since. I mean, I, I you, we talked on the phone a little bit prior to this for 10 minutes. I got the basic rundown, which I kind of like. I kind of like coming into these kind of interviews a little bit blind on some things. That way I can educate myself. But Under Armour Orlando, we'll talk about the full slate in a second. The Alpha Dog LSU commit and quarterback, former 2025, now 2024 commit for the Bengal Tigers. That is Colin Hurley. Drew, your initial impressions on Colin Hurley, and then we'll dive into the camp after that. I think this was the perfect setting for him, right? And Colin is a kid that's been on the radar for almost two years now. And you said it, he reclassified from 2025 to 2024 uh, back in November, right after he committed to Brian Kelly and the Tigers. And he was in our initial top 100 for the 2025 cycle when we re-slotted him you know, we put him outside the top two, four, seven. I think he's number 24 overall in our quarterback rankings right now. And, you know, we didn't know where he kind of fit in with the rest of the group. And we're still, I think, learning about this 2024 quarterback class. I think me and you, I mean, we've had these conversations. I know as a group, uh, the other guys on the team, you know, we don't think it's as maybe as top heavy as the 23 cycle. And I don't think we think it's as deep as the 2024 cycle. And what am I trying to get at? Like, I think there's going to be some movement. I think we're going to enter kind of that summer elite 11 season where there's going to be some guys that we have kind of earmarked as, Hey, this guy can move up for us in the rankings. Uh, and I think Colin Hurley is one of those guys, two-year starter, at Trinity Christian Academy there in Jacksonville, very storied football program has put a number of guys on into college and then in the NFL. Um, but when I think Hurley initially reclassified, I mean, the examples of, of arms that have moved up a year, it's a small sample size, but it's the track record is not exactly um, something you want to write home about. And kind of the big thing is, well, you're, you're missing out on all those live exposures. You know, it's hard to simulate, actual game action if you're running a scout team somewhere look at Quinn Ewers he re reclassifies goes to Ohio State he's third or fourth on the depth chart I mean it's, it's a lot different simulating another offense than it is getting those live reps so we want guys that have started a, a ton of games and you know when I dug into the numbers for this 2024 class and I was talking about kind of charting it you know at the end of the day Colin Hurley has still um, started 23 games 18 and 5 uh, but there's some there's some, I don't want to say red flags, but there's some stuff that kind of makes you do a, a double take. I mean, 54% clear, a career completion percentage, excuse me, um, you know, throwing an interception one ever, every 24 passes. Like those are, those are not markers we want to see. And this is a young kid. Um, so he's still got some time, but I thought Hurley on Sunday in Orlando, um, I thought he had the goods. You know, they do that accuracy challenge where you're throwing at the, the stationary targets. Made sure to watch him go through that. He hit four of five. Um, and then routes on air and one-on-ones. 
you know, he dropped some dimes. Um, he has the arm talent. I think the big question for me is kind of the decision-making process in the face of pressure. We've seen that on the seven-on-seven circuit. We've obviously seen it on Friday nights. You know, um, he, he's got to take care of the football a little bit more. But I thought this was really encouraging from Hurley. Um, it is a weird year in the Sunshine State in terms of where the talent is distributed um, and what positions are stronger than others. I mean, Cooper, me and you two weeks ago were in Atlanta for the Under Armour camp or outside of Atlanta. And I thought that camp was absolutely loaded pretty much at every position group. You come to Orlando um, and it was a bit weaker in terms of this upcoming senior class, the 2024s. I mean, I struggled, you know, Maybe it was standing in the sun all day, but like I was like, I have no idea really what direction to go with my alpha dog. Like I almost considered just not naming one. And the more I thought about it, went back, watched the footage I took with my phone. And um, I, I said, you know, I, I thought Hurley did good things. Um, so, again, encouraging pr performance from him, promising performance for him. But he is built for this. I mean, he is a guy that is going to dominate. I mean, if you compare it to the NFL scouting combine, right. You know what we just saw this past weekend, like I'm confident if Colin Hurley ever made it there, he would do the same thing. And when he, we, when he toured a bunch of schools and, and camp last summer, I mean, the feedback you would get from college coaches is man, this guy's awesome. Um, and, and it, you know, it's a similar setting what we saw on Sunday. Andrew, I thought this was relevant. We talked about it a little bit beforehand before we jumped on here, but Jim Nagy is certainly somebody that we respect. If you don't know Jim Nagy, he is the Senior Bowl Executive Director, former scout of 18 years in the NFL. And I thought he had a really interesting and relevant tweet this morning talking about the evaluation process. And here's what he said. Combine's over, plenty of data to digest. Now's the time to recheck our eyes on the tape. Can't be afraid that you maybe saw it wrong. Don't have to be right until late April. Remember, the evaluation process is a process. And sometimes I think you and I are always trying to find the words to convey to our audience when it comes to the evaluation process. And I thought that was perfectly said. And I think it's relevant when you're talking about a guy like Colin Hurley, who's reclassifying from 2025 to 2024. It's like we're not in a rush to figure this guy out right now. We're trying to figure them out at the end of the day. I always talk about it with us. We need to get this right in February. Sure, we we, we want to be accurate right now and, and as soon as possible, but that's where the mistakes happen and occur. And, you know, if we, if we got to be conservative, especially on these type of recruitments, when you're talking about a guy jumping a grade and had a 54% completion rate, and sure, there's a lot of physical clay and talent to be excited about. And yes, he's going to a... A, a a program like LSU, there's going to be a lot of noise. And if you listen to the podcast we had with Lance Zerline, we talked about the fog of confusion where there's almost this pressure to anoint someone because of whether it's public pressure or whatever it is, or whether it's because of what you've seen in a combine, like you got to trust your eyes and you got to trust your process. And, you know, I'm not just talking, I'm using Colin Hurley as an example, but that, that, you know, goes to show throughout the entire process. For us, we need to get it right at the end of the day. Three to four years from now, when you look back at the rankings, you're not going to say, well, they had them They had him here in the spring of his senior year. No, I, at the end of the day, when we stamp it and we put our name on it, that's what matters. So I think that's relevant. I think it's relevant in the case of, of Colin Hurley.
I think Cooper right now, this time, and we got the upcoming 2024 update here in what, I don't know, two weeks, 10, I I don't know how many days I can't do math that fast, but (laughs) you know, right now it's, we're trying to get them in the right neighborhood and then we'll figure out what house they're in, right? That's what this time is. And there's going to be changes, right? New guys are going to emerge. We're going to get new data points. Like when we go to these combines, right? I mean, most of the guys we've watched. So you're trying to you're trying to match what you've you've seen, what you think about them, and then all right, it, it, you know, a lot of people, coaches, high school coaches, handlers, uh, fans. Well, you guys had him as a top performer. It's like, yeah, but that's that's just one one moment, right? A guy can have a great day. A guy can have a bad day. We're not going to knock them either way. I mean, we're going to go back. We're going to go through what we already know, and and then we're going to make an educated decision. It's a lot of these combines is a lot of like, I think I test and you're trying to figure out what I kind of love is like, what type of competitor is this kid? Like you can pick up little different things. Is this kid at the front of the line? Is he trying to get reps? Uh, Is he sitting out? Um, Just, just some stuff to kind of, to kind of marinate on. And I, I love that from, from Nagy, you know, everyone has these rapid hot takes from the scouting combine, but the the real talent evaluators, you know, I think have a similar line and thought process right now uh, as the guys at the senior bowl. And obviously Jim is someone um, that has a a decorated background when it comes to working on uh, working on the other side and, and and being a scout and and sitting in those draft meetings and those draft interviews. One chapter in a book that's still being written, especially when you're talking about guys that are 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, the majority of these guys have their best football ahead of them. So, guys, just a reminder, you're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, available wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple. And if you were a fan of the show or listening to the show last week, you were treated to an interview with Miami's head coach, Mario Cristobal. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. And if you did, please make sure to leave a rating for the show. And guys, that's kind of who we are. If you were just a passerby or if you were just a fan and you were intrigued by that conversation uh, with head coach Mario Cristobal, that's that's who we are. We talk about the evaluation process, the rankings process. We get into the nitty gritty. Feel free to stop by every week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 24-7, 365. No off-season for us, like our friend Josh Pate likes us to say. So we're getting to it. All right, Drew, let's pick up back where we left off and talking about Under Armour Orlando. A couple defensive backs. You know, I'm playing catch-up here uh, on the rundown. But, I mean, one guy that you had on the list here that I turned on the tape this morning and really kind of caught my eye (laughs) was Kai Bates. I really like Cam Long, fluid, athlete, smooth. I I knew as soon as I – I haven't put him on our – you know, our – into our – cue for all the analysts to watch. But I knew as soon as I put him on there, I knew he was going to be a guy you liked because long defensive back. And I wrote it in, in the uh, top performers, which you can find on 24 seven sports. You can find it on my Twitter uh, for the camp. Like this time last year, it was Jakeem Jackson who finished in our top 64 signed with Florida became a major priority for all these schools he kind of submitted himself at this event as like, all right, he's a dude. And I think Kai Bates is the same thing. He's from the same area right there, Orlando Edgewater High School, uh, which just churned out Cedric Baxter Jr., the number one ranked running back. He is a converted 
wide receiver, has only played a few games at defensive back, but when you talk about traits and what you're looking for over six foot, I think he's pushing six foot one. Uh, long arms, I, I call them like tentacle-like arms, and he's just batting away passes. Uh, one of the playoff games, if, if you go through his footage, like I think he has like four or five pass breakups. It's like, why are you, why are you throwing at this guy? And you know, I wanted to see him move him around. Had seen him a few times on the seven-on-seven circuit, but it's a lot different when you know you're, you're doing the weave, you're doing the T, getting in and out of your breaks, and, and then when one-on-ones got underway, you know he was not afraid to press. Now he is still very green. Uh, still figuring it out from a technical standpoint, but it's easy to see why he has shot up recruiting boards. Uh, I think Ohio State offered last week. Ohio State, they only got like 25 offers or so out in the state of Florida. A lot of those to IMG uh, Academy kids, which are essentially transplants, but he's a name to know, right? And and I know it's not sexy. It's a defensive back, but I think this is a guy that is going to um, become somewhat of a, a household name a little bit just just because of Everything I said, he's long, he can run, um, and he can play the ball in the air. It's sexy to me. I mean, I, I, I love watching this guy play. He's also the first profile I've ever seen, recruiting profile I've ever seen, where his top schools on his college list, I don't know if this is just a coincidence, Andrew, Alabama. Can you take a guess what the next school is on the list? <laughs> I'm, looking I'm looking at it. He is a smart kid. <laughs> I mean, good, good. That's good pub for Brown right there, but certainly a name to know Kai Bates and you, you kind of hit it on the head right there. Long reactionary athlete. I mean, I think the biggest thing that kind of stood out to me is you see him in man, you see him in zone, very comfortable as a press man corner. Could probably play off man too. Right. The ability to get in and out of breaks. I mean, he is just so smooth in his transition. So Kai Bates name to know there, another defensive back, and a little bit different of a mold. I mean, this is a physical kid, but Zay Mincy, a guy that we like a lot. Drew, I'm kind of intrigued to get your thoughts on on what you thought about him this weekend. Well, he changed his hair, right, and loved the guys at Under Armour, but they never really gave us an updated roster, so it made it very hard to identify who is who. And and just like with Kai Bates, you walk up to the defensive line group, and, you know, it's funny. I was watching the scouting combine with my dad over the weekend, and the DBs were going, and he's like, how do you know which one's like, good i'm like you just just watch enough and you'll kind of figure it out real fast and, and kai bates was like oh all right like who's this guy and you're like oh it's kai bates zay mency just like frame you know another guy over six foot probably pushing 200 pounds and you you hit it uh he is physical i think when you watch his film and this is a kid that's at, at daytona beach mainland high school home of vince carter shout out to him um you know, he he can play perimeter as a defender. I think we think probably he's more of a, a safety long term. Um, but him and man coverage and one on ones was impressive. I think that just adds to his versatility as a back seven defender. I mean, that's the name of the game right now. You want guys in that secondary that can do a variety of different things. Zay Mincy can do that. And I thought what was notable about him played in the uh, 5A basketball final on Saturday, showed up on Sunday and had to pick one of the few takeaways of the day. So you love to see that competitive nature, right? Would have been super easy to get the nice Under Armour gear and and hang out on the sidelines and and drink some Gatorade. But no, he wanted to compete. Already a stock guy up for us um, and someone that the big three in Florida is battling for. I think Tennessee is also involved in there. We always talk about Tennessee defensive recruiting and how they're building out that unit. Um, so another guy that we like and, you know, someone to file away for another day. 
All right, Drew, I'm going to throw a couple more names at you and, you know, rapid, rapid fire here because we, we got a lot to get to. But one guy I really, really love on tape that I'm, you know, like I, I said, it was Zay Mincy, but this is kind of the first time we're going to see these guys in person. LJ McRae, your your thoughts on big man, 6'5", 255 pounds from Mainland High School. I mean, I, I think this dude, at least what I've seen on tape, I'm really excited about him. Yeah, I tweeted out a video of him kind of going through bag drills and uh a lot a lot of a lot of college contacts uh were quick to hit the inbox. They're like, whoa, he looks pretty. <laughs> you, you know, it's they're like, whoa, who, who's that kid? Uh and he is Zay Mincy's teammate there at, at Daytona Beach mainland. Um, guy that initially billed himself as a tight end. I mean, he is as pretty as they come. Still would like to see a little bit more. And it's kind of puzzling because his dad's a college coach there at Bethune-Cookman, which is also in Daytona Beach. Uh, Ed Reed was a head coach there for like nine days or whatever. Um, but you think he'd be a little more technically sound, right? Like have more of a game plan as a pass rusher. That's the area he needs to improve. But he is a a, a ball of clay um, where, where he can be molded into, I think, a variety of different things. He could be a big edge guy. I think he's more of a four eye with his length. Um, tons of developmental upside. Liked him a lot. Uh Plans to visit Alabama, Florida's big threes in there as well. Um, someone that we just just moved up to four stars. So it's always encouraging to kind of eyes line up with what what we thought on tape. And and the big question for us, I think he's only had three sacks as a as a junior for Mainland, which made a, a state title run. And it's like, how, how did he not have more? And then our, you, you watch him and it's like, OK, I, I kind of get it now. Like it's there, but it's 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 got a ways to go. So liked him. Uh, another guy we've discussed a bunch, KJ Duff, um, Corey Duff. He's visiting FSU on Monday. Tight end out of New York. I have no idea how he was um, in Orlando for this camp. And it's funny, the guys afterwards, when they were giving out the awards, Duff ended up being the wide receiver tight end MVP. He's whoever was who was presenting. I can't remember who was presenting uh, the awards. They're like. Yeah, every all these Floridians hate when when New Yorkers get down here and we got all this traffic. Like, go back home. And, and then he brought up KJ Duff, who's from New York. And uh, Cooper, we've we've discussed him. You know, he's kind of a move tight end prospect, mixed between a, a a big framed wide receiver and a tight end. Has not really done any inline stuff, uh, but had over a thousand yards receiving as a junior up up there uh, in New York. Liked him at Battle Miami. Um, and we've, we've debated back and forth. And I think you are on the side as me. Like we like this kid, huge catch radius, um, has a basketball background, shows up great spatial awareness. Like I think more and more schools are going to start recruiting him, especially given what we saw at the scouting combine. I mean, how many weapons were there at, at tight end running around over the weekend? Like, um, this is someone who I would buy stock in. Remember when we had the stock game, like give me some cowboy stock in KJ Duff. He is a cowboy stock, and and what we mean by that, uh, he's just a he's a high upside stock, and maybe the floor is a little bit lower, but I mean he can climb the ladder. And this is a guy that I think you you talked about the basketball background a little bit. You see the lower body explosiveness, his ability to play above the rim on tape, and he's a really natural ball catcher. I think that the the biggest question mark about Duff is not so much play speed, but verified speed. And then kind of where does he fit, right? He's this long, what would you say, Drew? Six foot six, six foot five frame, right? Yeah, I think he's pushing six five. Six five, so around there. 
giving him the benefit of the doubt, but you know, more of a slender frame. He's probably what around 205 pounds. Yeah. Uh, when when you saw him this weekend, so guys like that, you're not going to ask him to do too much in line stuff. He's really going to be predominantly a pass catcher, but he's certainly one that I think, you know, there's a handful every cycle for us that I think we we asterisk and we say, okay, let's let's come back to this one because these are heavily debated guys that I think for us are going to provide evidence, contextual evidence, not only from an objective analysis standpoint, but like, you know, with KJ Duff, it's like, yeah, the data is telling you one thing. And then you turn on the tape and you feel a completely different way about the player. And then so do your eyes, right? I mean, you saw him in person, you feel good about him. So that's why the live evaluation process is so important. That's certainly going to be a guy that, that we're going to follow here in the future. Drew, a couple other guys to, um, yeah, I can hit on these. Out. Yeah, I yeah. can hit them on uh, fat, fast. And okay, I'll, I'll set you up, and you knock them down. Jason Zamandel, Zamandello, one of the highest-ranked uh, interior offensive linemen in the current country. You got Sean Sebelino as well, a guy that um, kind of made some inroads this weekend in interior defensive linemen. And then Adam Kasai, uh, a big body pass rusher off the edge, which it's it's pretty to see the intrigue with him. And then a name that we've talked about. Not on this show, but what preps the pros potentially? Yeah, throwback. Uh, Noel Devine's kid, Andre Devine. So he was in action as well. So rapid fire, Drew. Uh, let's see what you got on these guys. So Jason Zamadella is at Clearwater Academy International, which has turned into a a hub for international prospects. A lot of them are from Canada. Um, Sean Selviano is his teammate. He's from Canada. I thought he had a really good day. Ohio State just offered him kind of a, a two gapper in the middle, a little bit sawed off, but he is low center of gravity, shifts the weight really well and, and has some moves. Encouraging to see him. Um, I think he's one that will move up recruiting boards around the country. Interested to see how he tests. Jason's the one I really, really want to highlight. Wild profile, like just insane profile. Uh, born in Mo- Mozambique, grew up playing rugby. I mean, this kid is 6'3", 285 pounds. He carries it extremely well. Uh, explosive in the hips. Snapped the ball this past season, which is, you know, it, it's kind of hard to find it and recruit a true center, a guy that has experience doing that, with, you know, played next to Lucas Simmons, who ended up at Florida State. Jason says that FSU is out in front. USC, Oklahoma, also involved in that recruitment. I mean, if Florida State gets him, Alex Atkins is just cooking uh, up front. So like those two, and, and then Adam Kissia, uh, he 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 won the measurements. I, he's over six foot six, long arms. Another just insane little background on him. And you know, you know, I love the backgrounds and and the and the profiles. Um, grew up playing soccer. Dad played semi pro soccer in, in Morocco. Uh, the, the family's Moroccan. Um, was a quarterback as a freshman and has made the transition to edge rusher. Michigan has offered him, which is not surprising to me. I mean, he is traits, 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 developmental upside. So um, another, you know, way off the radar name, but it's it's a down year, I think, for pass rushers in the Sunshine State. So someone is going to roll the dice on him and not surprised Jim Harbaugh um, has thrown a tender in there. Last one, Andre Devine running back. Yes, this is Noel's kid. Uh, we generously list him at five foot eight. He he is much smaller than that. Uh, but during one on ones for the the mid skills, right, the, the running backs and, and linebackers, he was one of the better guys. Caught, caught a ton of passes out of the backfield. Told me that he will visit West Virginia here 
in, I, I think, March 15th, 14th. I don't know. So many dates were thrown at me. Um, Coop, how awesome were Noel Devine's highlights? <laughs> uh, he was pretty amazing. I mean, I was I was busy making highlights of Noel Devine on NCAA, what, 14? Yeah. How long ago it was? I mean, now you think about that backfield. I think we've talked about it on this uh, Preps to Pros, another throwback. But, <laughs> I mean, Pat White, Steve Slayton, Noel Devine. I mean, there was no better. And that was kind of Rich Rod, right? I mean, that was kind of like. The first of like the spread. Yeah, I don't want to say like the genesis, but of like the RPO, you know, and it became heavy and everybody just struggled to to defend that. I mean, he was awesome. Hey, quick question for you. I had to look this up. That's kind of what I was doing on my phone. Mozambique. What yeah. part of Africa do you think it is? North, south, east, west? That is going to be south, east. Beautiful. Right off the coast of, uh, well, I, I should say Madagascar, right off the coast. And then Tanzania to the north. Zimbabwe to the west, South Africa to the south. Uh, dude, I, know, I know my Shout geography. Out. I know my geography. That's pretty good. I mean, I had no idea. I had an idea it was in Africa, but I had to look that up. So, <laughs> hey, um, you know, one of the guys here, and I'm starting to see a trend here. The, the good part about going through a full cycle together and being in the weeds is that the comps come a little bit more easy. You know, like, and, oh, that guy reminds me of that guy last year. I think we had that with Cam Fountain, right? Yeah. And and Cam James. James, Yeah. Sean Savino. I have a comp for him, and I wonder if you see it. John Walker. Yeah. Yeah. I could see some of that. I mean, when I turned on the tape, I'm like, all right, big body, similar frame, but nimble and can close and like comfortable laterally in space, you know, and I, I know we're waiting on verifieds with him, but man, I liked him on tape. He kind of, he kind of popped for me. He's got to, he's got to move up in the rankings. Can, can I go on a John Walker? I mean, we're off-roading here, but this, this is what <laughs> we wedding, do. We can do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> Had a conversation with someone at UCF last night, driving back, uh, back, back down to Fort Lauderdale. And I was like, Hey, like, how does John Walker look? John Walker, Top two, four, seven defensive lineman for us. Under Armour All-American. Uh, guy UCF beat out Miami, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida for. Uh, was told he is going to play a ton of snaps. Uh, and he's I think they said he's over 315 pounds. And he is the first guy in the offseason conditioning lines when they run. So feeling good about that one. There you go. I love John Walker. Long been a John Walker. He's a big cat daddy. Um, you know, it's a, it is funny. Last thing on him though. I mean, you know, who else was hard after John Walker, Ohio state. Yeah. I think it fits what Larry Johnson wants to do up front, that type of body. I think that, yeah. And I think they need those guys. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24 seven sports football recruiting podcast. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, Drew, let's, let's go to IMG Pro Day is what they call it. A lot of testing. You get to see these guys, body types. You're very familiar with a lot of these prospects. You're some of the tops in the country. Let's start with David Stone. He's the number two defensive lineman in 2024. He's also a top five player for us. He's the number four player in the country. You know, I had to study him last week uh, to, to go on the college football recruiting show. It was a good I don't want to say good good piece of homework for me to kind of get a refresher on David Stone and say like okay the guy that I came away with since we you know since I I continue to do this different but some shades of each of each other I thought he kind of reminded me a little bit of DJ Hicks who yeah. signed with Texas A&M not as thick uh, so I I was meaning to go back because I know you jumped on that show and and gave a take like what is your what is your thoughts on on david stone's junior season and for those that aren't familiar with david you said it. he's our number four player in the country right now i think number two defensive lineman um a a kid that's originally from oklahoma his recruitment is all over the place i think he visited texas a&m over the weekend he's been to washington uh miami's involved um michigan state leads on the crystal ball his two uncles played basketball at wisconsin i mean it's it's everywhere like he did this interview in I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, so what is your take on his junior season? And, you know, I I think he's, you go first and then I'll go. Yeah. I thought the game against Venice popped for me. Um, And when you look at IMG and what they had on defense at every level last year, I mean, you can go down the line and it's like, I mean, even playing next to guys like, you know, Samuel and Pimba, uh, Gabe Harris, both those guys end up going to Georgia. You know, you got Ernest Warlore as well on the interior um, of that defense. And then at the second level, you got guys like, you know, Jordan Hall, uh, Desmond Ricks, so on and so forth. I mean, that IMG defense littered with bodies uh, of guys ranked inside the top 100. I'm probably missing a handful as well. Um, but there were times when I thought he looked like the best player on the field. And I go back and I look at it and he's this big disruptive. And I kind of see, you know, I mentioned DJ Hicks, DJ Hicks is like 270 broad frame, had one of the most athletic frames, I think of any defensive lineman, uh, we saw last year. That is not David Stone. In my opinion, I I think David Stone is more of a guy that's going to play inside as a one technique and i think he can be disruptive in the passing game um but i think he's more of a a traditional kind of like two gapper like you said and that can play the run uh, but can also give you some interior pass rush but has some position versatility and flexibility because he is athletic i just like the complete profile of him and we've seen the production um and then looking back at his snaps last year at the future 50 
you know, going up against guys like Caden Green and Najee Harris, who ended up signing with Florida. I mean, not only did he belong, but he won the majority of his reps. So he's he's a grown man in my eyes. I am excited. I do think he there is some work for him to do to solidify that top five status, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I would agree with you. You know, did his eval write up um, coming off that junior season? You, you mentioned that IMG Venice game. Same thing, I agree. And he might have been the best player on the field, and and Damon Wilson was on the other side for for Venice. I came out of that thinking that I mean he's got heavy hands. Um, it's just a unique kind of build, right? He is it's kind of top heavy, not the widest individual. Like Hicks, David Hicks, who signed with Texas A and M, five star for us in the twenty three class. He was he was thick, and and he got thick. So you know how how much growth potential I think is one not concern for me, but um, something that is at the top of my mind, but he's explosive. I think he was almost nine feet in the broad jump, and I, I'm I'm guessing there we still haven't got the the data. His short shuttle looked pretty. I mean, out of all the guys at IMG that were moving around on Thursday night, right? And IMG Academy there in Bradenton, Florida, is turned into a Power Five factory, um, and they're starting to put guys in the league. Uh, a lot of guys in the league. Greg Newsom, uh, Evan Neal, Daniel Falele. Uh, I could keep going on and on, but like I thought he looked like the one that you could have put him at the NFL combine and he wouldn't have been out of place. Like you're like, all right, this guy moves like those individuals. Um, so overall, solid performance for him. Again, his recruitment, I know Steve Wiltfong's been all over it. I couldn't get a vibe. I, I think it's Oklahoma or Michigan State. I would watch out for Wisconsin. You know, again, I said he's got some ties to the Badgers. He's been there before. I remember uh, back in the future 50, he told me like he went to um, a game at, at Camp Randall, like as a, a teenager, like or maybe preteen. And he liked it, you know, when they did the the jump around and, and all that stuff. And he was wearing the sunglasses. Um, he's got quite the personality. He's taken on the persona of a of a big time recruit. So certainly as everyone, all our listeners get familiar with the class, this is a guy that is going to be in the headlines and he's going to drive drive interest here over the next few months, David Stone. Where is he from originally? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma, Michigan State. I feel like Michigan State's been in the in the thick of it uh with with David Stone. So Wisconsin, man. I'm excited about Wisconsin. We we can talk about them another time, but I'm excited about them. Kind of the new era of Wisconsin football under well, Luke Fickle. Well, I think if you're a Badgers fan, right? Like this kid has some type of tie to your school. Previous staff wasn't even really in the in the picture. And then now Fickle shows up and two months later, you know, now you're getting brought up in this um scrum of an interview with, you know, 13 reporters who none of them are covering Wisconsin. So I think that's a positive um <laughs> about the direction of things headed for Wisconsin football. That's a good way to look at it. Um, Drew, a couple couple other names here at IMG. Ellis Robinson, you know, the number one cornerback in the country, number eight overall player in 2024. Committed to the Georgia Bulldogs. Interesting nugget here. Played most of his junior season with a torn MCL. That's a little not a little concerning. I I, I mean, I, not in terms of, of Ellis Robinson himself playing on that. And obviously, I mean – I don't know. I, to me, I just – I really don't see the benefit for him playing on a torn MCL. 
Well, he didn't. He didn't. He warmed up, but didn't test on on Thursday night. Ellis Robinson. He doesn't need a test. If you go back to his numbers from what he put at the pro day last year, I think he's like four or five on the lasers. Really good vert. Really good broad jump. Um, I just thought it was notable. You know, talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go through because." I'm still kind of recovering from my knee injury. I've been cleared. Um, and then I started pressing him. I'm like, what? You had a knee injury and tweaked his MCL. I think they had a minor operation. I am not a doctor in any way. So I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know how severe it was. But he came back, played in that St. Francis game, made some plays in the St. Francis game at the end of the season. We, we've seen him on the seven-on-seven circuit. I, I just think it speaks to the type of kid between the ears. He is a competitor. Um, and he's going to Georgia <laughs> and it's like, God, man, you know, remember when Jalen Hayward, the other defensive back, um, committed to the Bulldogs live on the 24 seven sports YouTube channel. Like we were asking him, I think it was me and Steve Wilfong and, and Hayward goes, yeah, I'm just trying to make the travel roster year one, which was like, wait, what? And, and then you go to what Kirby said about not brainwashing these, these kids, but you know, bringing in individuals that want to work and understand their roles and are going to wait their turn. And I just, I think Ellis Robinson checks off all those boxes. So we don't spend too much time on him. Just thought it was a bit wild that he revealed out of nowhere. He had that MCL injury. I mean, you talk about the gift of gab of Kirby smart and obviously the results to, to back it up, but to be able to recruit the stature of a guy like Jalen Hayward and to have that be an actual quote that a player <laughs> of his status is speaking in 2023 in the era of NIL and the transfer portal is pretty unbelievable. It's kind of mind blowing. And I think brainwash, and I'm not even saying that as a negative. I mean, the amount of influence you have to have, it's almost like inception to plant that idea uh, and for it to be reality. Pretty amazing. All right, Drew, um, a couple more names as we round out. IMG Tank Hawkins, one of the best receivers in the country, uh, number 21 receiver, I should say. Um, new transfer to IMG. You turn on the tape. It's pretty easy to get excited about this guy. And then you mentioned, you know, 4-4 on the lasers. I mean, he can absolutely roll. Uh, I loved the little bit of I got to see of him this morning. Can't wait to kind of get back to the tape this afternoon. So I've watched a bunch of slot receivers and uh tank hawkins they call him tank he is not a tank he is on the smaller side probably five nine 150 160 pounds but um i i had watched the same tape and he's a kid that's originally from west virginia which is not known as a, a football hotbed he transfers into img academy um one of the only new faces there and they're going to add more guys uh our boy don zelotti was was giving me the heads up on some new names they're going to bring in um, this summer it's IMG. They always get kids in, but tank is a dynamic potential playmaker. I mean, he can fly. I have Florida 60 meter indoor champion. Um, I think he's got a bunch of gold medals when he was up there in West Virginia. And I, I was kind of trying to jab at him. I'm like, Oh, like, do you feel like the kids are faster down here in Florida? And he's like, Oh, I'm already a champion or something like that. I'm like, all right, like, you know, whatever you ran in, in West Virginia is probably, you know, could be the comp level of competition is a lot higher in the Sunshine State. He just picked up offers from Florida and Miami, um, and it was good to get eyes on him. Right? We we talked about it. Like 
you see the tape, right? You see what he's doing, but you kind of want to see him move around and his L drill, his jumps were, were, were impressive. So uh, a name to know at IMG Academy. I know everyone always talks, likes to talk about IMG. They're going to play national schedule. Um, they were kind of telling me some of the schools that are coming up. Uh, you're going to see him on ESPN um, at, at some point. And then the last guy we got to touch on here at IMG Academy, Winston Winnie Watkins. A, he's already made two commitments, right? He committed to Texas A&M as a freshman, um, decommitted, and then he committed to – he was commit number one for Deion Sanders and, and Coach Prime, um, our number seven wide receiver in 2025. Still super, super early there. Uh, this kid played opposite of, of Carnell Tate last year for the Ascenders, made some plays. I thought what was notable and what I love about going to IMG Academy is I know that staff there pretty well. And I love picking their brains on like, all right, who is who is the alpha now, right? Because um, every year there's kind of a, a turnover, right? Um, senior class leaves, and then a junior that was there last year will step up and kind of be the guy in the locker room. And you know who one of those guys was, Cooper? Is the freak of all freaks at the, the scouting combine, Nolan Smith. Like he ran the show when he was at IMG Academy. So I was asking the head coach there, Billy Miller, I'm like, all right, like who is who's who's the guy right now that sets the tempo in the weight room? And he said it was Winston Winnie Watkins. And I was like, okay, thought that was thought that was, you know, a nice little nugget on him. Again, we're trying to paint the whole picture. And I asked Winston, like, hey, like we got two commitments. Are we getting a third and a fourth? And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, he's from Fort Myers. Coach Prime is from Fort Myers. So um, that's going to be a, uh, if he makes it to Colorado, like I think he's going to do some big things in that offense. And they they seem to be recruiting a lot of like these slot playmakers and he'll be next in line. I mean, that's notable, right? I mean, we, we talk about that, but it's, it's more notable when, I mean, think of the players we just talked about. We talked about David Stone, a top five player in the country. We talked about Ellis Robinson, a top 10 player in the country committed to Georgia and a plethora of others. I mean, the IMG team year in and year out is stacked with talent. So when you got a guy that's entering his junior year and he's the guy setting the tone in the weight room, and that's the consensus amongst the staff, and that's the way he carries himself, those are the type of guys that you want, right? Those are the type of guys you want in the locker room. Those are the type of guys that bring other players with them and set the standard. And when you it's one thing to have a coach do that. It's another thing to have a player to set the example there. Once again, you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast with Cooper Patagna and Andrew Ivins. And Drew, now we get to the scoop part of the show. And I have to say, I think we're going to have to go two-minute drill here because we are at the 45-minute mark. Can we do this in 15 to 20? Uh, of course, brother. Okay, let's talk about the number one player in the country. And this kind of seems like NBA free agency. One day it's this, <laughs> the, the, you know, a couple hours later it's this. And right now that's what we got. We got a little bit of back and forth with Dylan Rayola, the number one quarterback and the number one prospect in the top two, four, seven. USC, crystal ball from our own Blair Angulo, uh, who does not throw those around liberally. Um, so you got to take it. Into consideration, I you also you, got did, one did, from. Did you just our give a, a scouting report on Blair's crystal ball? <laughs> yeah, it just means that hey, put some respect on it. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate yeah, no, I that. agree. I agree. I agree. You know, so 
our director of recruiting, Steve Wolfong, in there as well, as well as Greg Biggins. And as you wrote on the rundown, big gulp for Nebraska fans. And not like you just had a nice Coca-Cola with some ice in it after a long day. This is not the type of gulp you want. But, Drew, I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to play the opposite side of the fence because I, I think we kind of know what this means for USC. And I think it's it's easy to talk about Lincoln Riley and his ability to develop quarterbacks and the line of quarterbacks dating back to his time in Oklahoma to now with Caleb Williams at USC. Nebraska has to have this. They have to have it. And I think they're the, they're the most – I want to avoid this word, but for lack of better uh, – term they're the more desperate team yeah they need this and i'll say this you know i talked about nba free agency i talked about i'm going to bring this up too but a, a day ago it leaks that Derek carr las vegas raiders quarterback who has met with multiple teams throughout his free agency was leaning towards the jets that was less than 24 hours ago today as of in like the last 20 minutes, he's closing on a new deal with the New Orleans Saints. Okay. So I'm not saying that we're seeing some type of posturing here, but this is the era of NIL and there's nothing wrong with that. And if there is a team that I, in a program that I believe is capable of delivering on this front and saying, you know what? If we're going to put a package together, it's going to be for a select individual. And you're talking about a player with roots in the Nebraska program. His dad, an All-American, his uncle, offensive line coach. This is it. And I just don't think, regardless of these crystal balls, you can count out Nebraska. So I had to. That's my, and I'm not, and, and I'll let me add a little clarity. Steve, Greg, and Blair, like they know this. Like this is what these guys do. They do this really, really well. That is, that is not my job. You have experience on that side. So as of right now, the pulse of this recruitment is certainly heading in the direction of, of USC. What I'm saying is it's March. The earliest you can sign is December. And no way in hell is Matt Rule sitting there and say, okay, Lincoln Riley got one over me. That's just not going to happen. I think what you're saying is you expect more ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys in this recruitment if you're a Nebraska fan. 100%. Yeah. Well, I, I had to, I had to break down – on, on the 24-7 sports college football recruiting show, you know, out of Rayola, the three teams he's been linked to, right, Georgia, USC, and Nebraska, they asked me, you know, where do you think his best fit is for him? And I think you can make a case for all three of those schools, right? USC, you, you want to go number one overall? You want to be a top 10 pick? How could you not go play for Lincoln Riley? Look at his track record with quarterbacks. You see what Caleb Williams is doing. He's also got a, you know, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray. I mean, he was selected high, Baker Mayfield. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. You also know you're going to have some some weapons. We've all we've gone in depth uh, about that 
receiver core that they got uh, signed last year, Zachariah Branch, Makai Lemon, uh, Jacoby Lane, um, Walker Lyons, potentially Deuce Robinson. Uh, we also love the running backs they got. Like you're going to have skill set. So USC, I think you can get into the college football playoff. You're going to have talent around you, and I think you're going to be prepared for the next level. If that is your end goal, USC makes a ton of sense. Georgia, you want to win a national title? Two-time defending champs? You want to practice against the best defense every day in the spring? Georgia makes a ton of sense. I, I think, and this is just speculation and me just talking out loud, I, I think Todd Munkin leaving, you know, maybe open the door or, or – shifted things a little bit with Georgia. Georgia's also got a quarterback committed now. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think they're afraid to take two arms. But I think if you want to win a national title, how could you not choose Georgia? And then with Nebraska, like, I think Nebraska is the spot where you can go be the uh, – create a legacy. Like, I don't even know what how to, how to frame that. Like, he would go in and you would think he would be quarterback one right away. And he would be one of the greatest all time in, in, in Nebraska history, right? And they too are going to have a talented receiver core around him. Um, but it would be your show for three to four years. It just seems like flavor of the week ish. Yeah. And, it, you know, the other program that made a ton of sense was Ohio State. Everything you said about. Lincoln Riley and USC is true about Ohio State. And I agree with everything you said about those schools. And I agree if you're Dylan Rayola and Dominic Rayola and you're looking at this and say, where does my son have the best chance to be successful? I mean, you can't argue with USC or Ohio State. Now, Ohio State has, has moved on. But my point being is like, what what is it that Dylan Rayola – is looking for well that's that's why i i think i i think i said that or i wrote it down in my notes like if i had a seat at that table i'd be like all right what is priority number one is it get to the nfl is it win a national title is it leave a legacy and yes you could probably do all three of that at, at any of these schools but i think some of them are more you know higher chance at certain ones and is it nil like like they need to figure out what that is and maybe this keeps, keeps going back and forth. I agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's all speculation on our end, but it, it'd be interesting to see kind of what the what the priority is for that recruitment. So a big update on the number one player in the country. We'll, we'll see how that one goes. Maybe maybe it's done sooner than later. Maybe it's not. Maybe we, we continue to kind of go through this over the next couple months. If I'm Nebraska, I'd pivot to Elijah Brown. Huh. I mean, that would be my back. I would not – let me rephrase, I would not pivot right now, but that's another quarterback out there. We're kind of wondering like who's gonna who's turning it up on him. Elijah Brown could have his own episode on here. <laughs> I mean, we could write a book about Elijah Brown and the mystery of Elijah Brown and why we love Elijah Brown and maybe why some people don't see it the same way, but that's there for another time. All right, Drew, how about uh the Bengal Tigers? I'm 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 back in the bayou right now in Louisiana. I'll tell you this, man, people are excited about Brian Kelly and they're excited about year two LSU. And you look at what he's done on the recruiting trail year one. I think there's a lot of reason for optimism, especially with what they did on the field. They pick up two commitments. I believe they're up to number two. 
Yeah, they moved to number two on Friday night. In the 24-7 sports composite team rankings, they pick up two pass rushers uh, in a guy, uh, in Ahmad Bro, the number 42 edge in the country, and then Collage Tut Cobbins, the number 20 linebacker, in the top 247, and a guy that can give you a little bit of everything, can, can give you some pass rush off the edge and can also play off ball as well as a weak side linebacker. If you're an LSU fan, he kind of reminded me a lot of Taj Jones, a guy that used to play uh, backer for LSU back in the day, six foot three, 205 pound frame. He's got to put on some weight, but you see the developmental upside. I'll say this about LSU, Drew, and I think you and I tend to agree on this. I want to get your thoughts on it. There's some takes earlier in the process for LSU that I, I don't think are question marks for us, but they seem a little aggressive at the time. And I'm not I'm not talking about that in, in collage tuck Cobbins, but maybe more so like a mod bro. And then what happens, I felt like last year, you dig in a little bit more, you do some homework, you watch some tape, and then you end up kind of seeing what they see. You get on board. Um, and I will say this. LSU is not pulling the trigger on either of these two guys, especially in-state prospects, unless they've had them on campus. Well, I think and I, that's 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 the exposure we don't have. What that's what I was going to say is these are two in-state kids, right? Like they know what they're doing here. Um, and along those lines, they got ten commitments right now. And you know, I, I think I said this after the Under Armour Atlanta camp. But we saw Joseph Stone, the wide receiver, Zion Ferguson, the defensive back, and I said, hey, if these are like the back end of your class, like it's going to be a damn good class, right? These are guys that once you start breaking them down, you're like, okay, I, I see it. I know what they're trying to do here. Um, and you know that they're going to go big game hunting. They're going to reel in some big fish. They did it last cycle. They're going to do it this cycle. So I think they're just kind of filling it out. And we talk about high school recruiting being the NFL draft, right? And, you know, like if this is your day three picks, like it makes sense to me in, in terms of filling out the roster, getting guys with developmental upside, guys with traits. Um, but just a, a big weekend for them. I and mean, we let up the show with our thoughts on 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 Colin Hurley. Um, they also had Bryce Underwood, number one ranked quarterback in the class of, of 2025. He was on campus for the first time. Steve Wiltfong um, detailed that that visit at length. Uh, it just seems like things are firing on all cylinders for BK there in Baton Rouge. You know, we like to talk about coaches names to know. I think quarterback coach Joe Sloan is a name to know at LSU. I think he's done a terrific job there. He came over from Louisiana tech. Uh, and I think a guy under Mike Denbrock, he's probably going to be running his own offense here again, pretty soon. New nickname for him, the Sloan Ranger. How about that? Name to know Joe Sloan. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Drew, let's, uh, let's round this out. Let's pick it up a little bit, but a couple of names that I think you want to make sure that we talk about. Every episode, there's a couple guys that's like, let's just talk about these dudes so we can go back. And it's a little bit of CYA, a little bit cover your ass, right? Aaron Philo and Simon Seidel. I'll let you take the floor here. Yeah, P.J. Fleck in Minnesota. Uh, what they have, four guys at the scouting combine? Or was it three? I don't, I don't know. They had multiple guys last year. Boy, Mafe um, was the big selection for them. And uh, I like what they do from an evaluation standpoint. We've never talked about Minnesota on this podcast, and I, I get it, but uh, I think there's some listeners at Big Ten schools that face Minnesota every year have to have to travel there or or take on the Gophers, and and they have um, guys that can play on Sundays. And Aaron Philo, their quarterback commitment, um, I like this kid's tape. He is from the state of Georgia. You know, Tom Loy our buddy there, we were talking about quarterbacks and I said, Hey, watch Aaron Philo. I, I like this kid. That was before. I think he had any power five offers turn around, um, driving up to IMG. Next thing you know, he's committed to, to Minnesota. We've detailed that length, how prolific of a passer Aaron Noland is in the peach state. Um, Aaron Philo is right there. 69% of his passes, almost, uh, over 4,500 yards, 54 touchdowns as a junior, led Prince Avenue Christian to a 14 and 0 record. Um, that's the school where Brock Vandergriff is at John Richt, Mark Rick's son is the quarterback's coach there. Um, or, or I think he trains with them, won a state title. I, I like this kid, um, you know, familiar with the, the quarterback Minnesota took last year. Kid they flipped from Eastern Michigan. I, I'm buying stock in Aaron Philo, uh, eventually emerging as, as quarterback one for the Gophers. Uh, he can throw on the run. Uh, he can air it out. So I like that. And then the other guy, I had to add him to 
uh, the list. We we mentioned the crazy, crazy profiles, right? Simon Sedell, um, his his profile picture, and I, I texted this to one of my buddies. You know, we're, we're big hockey guys. His profile picture is him in a hockey jersey. Uh, this is a kid, him and his brother, adopted from the DR, Demi Demi uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, right? So they came over from Africa. Um, big time hockey players. Simon's also been 11. He ran an 11.04 as a freshman. Um, Alan True, our guy up there in, in Big Ten country, says that Minnesota is taking him as a defensive back, but obviously a, a talented, well-rounded athlete with a really, really cool story. Uh, him just coming over from Africa, you know, he's in Minnesota. Uh, he's going to play for the in-state program. And, and again, I mean, I, I watch a lot of hockey because I never have to scout hockey. So uh, I, I'm a hockey guy, but Luke Van S. Did you see this stuff? The, the Iowa pass rusher who, who was at the combine, he's a former hockey player as well. So starting to see more guys uh, make the make the switch, but a nice little few days for Minnesota. Wanted to give PJ Fleck and the Gophers some love. I love that. I love that. They they do a great job in the talent ID and evaluation side. They kind of know who they are and they like these projects. But I mean, you talk about multi-sport clocking 1104 as a freshman, a hockey background. I mean, like that's that's the definition of intriguing uh, right there. Drew, a couple of visits. I know you wanted to touch on before we get out of here, um, you know, that uh, transpired uh, or these have all happened. Correct. Yeah, they've all happened. Um, so Jake Merklinger, uh, Merklinger, uh, one of the top prospects in the country, top 10 quarterback prospect. He visits North Carolina over the weekend. We'll get a we'll get a reaction on that. KJ Bolden, number one safety, number two player overall in the top two, four, seven. Heads out to the SEC West to the powerhouse of Arkansas. A little bit of a surprise there. Josiah Trader, another name very well followed. Number two athlete, number 16 overall player in the country. Makes a stop to Tallahassee to go see Mike Norvell. And then William and Warney. Did I get that right? I think it's the Warney. And no, Warney. It's usually you with the pronunciations, Drew. I appreciate you cleaning me up there. Number one defensive lineman in the country. Number three overall visits Oklahoma. Oklahoma, man, I'll tell you what. Team to watch in the trenches. I mean, Venables has been aggressive there. That would be a huge pull for them. But Drew, your thoughts on those four guys and, and any takeaways from those visits this past weekend? Well, I put them here because I wanted your, your reaction. We got a little color there. Uh, William, we uh, Oyster Boys are big fans of PJ Adeboire, whose brother tore up the scouting combine. And I think me and you tweeted a hundred times, like, we'll just wait till Wait till the younger Adebore shows up. I mean, he's he's got the length, everything you're looking for. If the Sooners can add William to the mix, I mean, William, I think he has the longest wingspan we have on file for any uh, blue chip pass rusher here in the 2024 cycle. Uh, I mean, they're going to destroy people with long arms, right? Like passing lanes there for the Sooners are going to be pretty clogged up at the line of scrimmage uh, if they can get him in the boat. So, uh, Steve Wilfong again detailed that one. You, you can find it on 247sports.com. Uh, the one that jumps out to me, Josiah Trader. I've said this in the past. Um, I think he's a guy Miami needs to get, and Miami leads on the crystal ball. He's a kid at Chaminade, Madonna Prep, plays with Jeremiah Smith, our number one ranked wide receiver in the country. Uh, Trader is an explosive 
slot option with elite ball skills. Um, Miami transitioning to a spread offense under Shannon Dawson. Mario Cristobal talked about it. You know, uh, he's excited about the future uh, of what they're going to do and, and and be able to run down the field. And I think Trader is a guy they need to they got to get. That's the one I have circled for Miami. So he's at FSU. We've also talked about how Florida State, Mike Norvell, uh, have made a push into Broward and uh, Miami-Dade County. They've invested a ton of time recruiting down there. Thought it was notable. He made it up for the Seminoles' uh, big event over the weekend. I think that coincided with a a spring practice. So so one to one to watch. I think that's going to be a Florida State-Miami battle, uh, kind of a slugfest down the stretch. And it, it would seem like we would have a ton of those every year, but we really don't. Like there's only like a handful of guys every cycle, Hiking Williams last year. So that is one that'll play out. Um, and, and Trader was at the Under Armour camp on Sunday. He didn't even work out. I was I was disappointed. We could have made a uh, all combine team of, of guys that did not work out. <laughs> there was like Jeremiah Smith, Chance Robinson, Josiah Trader, Chauncey Bowens, uh, Jordan Pride. I mean, they're all just hanging out, hanging out, um, getting some sun. KJ Bolden, though. I mean, showing up Sam Pittman in Arkansas, you know, they're always kind of creeping around that top 20, top 25 class. If, if they were able to pull that off, that would be uh, pretty impressive. They're getting, a lot, they're, they're getting a lot more aggressive with some of these top guys. Do you feel that? Yeah. I mean, like it, like Cedric Baxter last year kind of came out of nowhere. And you wonder, like they're, they're sniffing around. They're starting to get visits. I mean, all it takes is, is one, right, perceptionally. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it's kind of like a chain reaction. So that one is is interesting. I'm eager to kind of get your thoughts on Jake Merklinger and what you think there. I mean, at North Carolina has always been a, a fascinating quarterback destination. And then you see what they've done with, with Drake May. They took Tad Hudson last year, who I think was a guy that kind of had mixed reviews uh, from, from our staff. I certainly wasn't in love with him. I mean, I think – as soon as Drake May declares, I mean, it seems to me that that room kind of feels open and they don't have the guy there. It's kind of a natural fit. I kind of I, I kind of see it there. Yeah. And they've been gotten Jaden Davis on campus a few times. I think if you're a North Carolina fan, you got to be fingers crossed. You're getting one of those dudes. And if you're North Carolina, you are in position to court one of these big dudes. I mean, Drake May is going to be talked about at length, right? When we get into magazine season, <laughs> you know, the preseason magazines, like Drake May is going to be all over those. You know, go get go get a guy. So uh, do I have a take on it? No, I, I think North Carolina, and I was talking to someone in their building, like they feel they 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 feel like they have a, a chance with him. Obviously, if he shows up on campus, you have a, you have a chance and, and he visits. But Jake, I would definitely rank ahead of, of Tad Hudson. I think he probably fits what they want to do a little bit more. Um, I just, I can't wait to see how these quarterback dominoes fall, right? Rayola, we talked about his crystal ball, you know, what happens with Jaden Davis. Um, Cause it's going to get to a point Cooper. You know, I don't know if it's in March. I don't know if it's in April. I don't know if it's in May, but these things are going to go bang, 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 bang. It's a chain reaction. One guy picks one school, you know, then another school has leverage. Hey, you don't come now. We're taking the next kid. So, you know, when do staffs and, and head coaches and recruiting directors start pushing those buttons and, and twisting some arms? It's going to pick up here pretty soon, typically late March, early April. And then you, you kind of see it going into the summer. The majority of these guys are locked down before the fall. 
with the domino effect there of the quarterbacks. Andrew, one hour, seven minutes, five seconds on this Monday morning. This episode will release tomorrow. That's when you're listening to it. And I hope, Andrew, for your sake, <laughs> if you listen to this episode, it's only because you just want to get better and improve your craft and you need something to calm you down because you got you got a, a short but a long week ahead of you. And my friend, I got to tell you, I just, I'm, couldn't be more excited for you. And I, not only are you getting married, that's a huge deal, but you got some much needed time off. And I hope you relax, turn off your phone and don't even worry about work. Um, yeah, I'm ready, man. I, I appreciate it, Cooper. It's going to be, it's going to be a big party. Um, we're fired up for it. Hopefully the, uh, the rain stays away. I, I've been getting, um, <laughs> hourly weather reports on the weekend. So, um, if anyone can do a rain dance for me, that'd be, uh, <laughs> some voodoo magic. Uh, that would be helpful. Biggest, biggest, uh, name guest on the wedding list. Tom Loy. Tom Loy's going to be there, man. Um, biggest name guest. He's a better friend than I am. <laughs> I think that's the only one the listeners would know. I got, yeah, you, know, you know, it's it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tom Herman. <laughs> I need to, I need like a Tom Herman, like video, like in like, <laughs> yeah, just get a bunch of coaches to do a video. Well, 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 FAU, FAU plays, uh, they're uh, CUSA champs. Got to give a shout out to my owls. They play Friday at like 1 PM in the CUSA tournament. So we got lunch before that, me and the guys before the Friday night wedding. And, uh, Morgan's like, I don't care. You are being at the hotel at two 30. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> there you go. Plus word on the street is there's golf simulator in play this weekend, right? Yeah. Golf simulator. Yeah, man. I was, I was at, Arnold Palmer just studying Rory a little bit, dude. When, How was that, by the way? It looked beautiful down there. Yeah, great event, man. You have you been to a PGA Tour event before? I've been to um, the Zurich in New Orleans. Outside of that, no, I haven't. Was that when they were anything when, else? Was it was that when it was like the team thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, so many people, but like seeing those pros so like dialed in is just, it's amazing. I will give a funny story. We were standing on the seven T box trying to see all like Rom came through and like, you know, they have those like volunteer ushers. Right. And there's, there's some boys behind me would have been me a few years ago. You know, there, there are a few uh, Arnold Palmer's in and uh, they're making some couple noise. waste management looking guys. Yeah. Yeah. There would have been me would have been me. And uh, so I, no judgment, no judgment at all. And uh, the usher is like trying to get him to stop. Right. So he's got his hands in the air. And I don't know who was hitting. And as soon as this guy's in his backswing, he goes, please be quiet. Like just right in this guy's backswing. And I'm like, Jesus, could you pick like a worse time to just like say something? And, uh, you know, the caddy turns around one of the nastiest looks I've ever seen right at this, this volunteer. Uh, so that was pretty funny. Can't do that, man. You got to be poised out there, man. Things happen. What do we talk about all the time? SWAT team mentality applies, <laughs> applies in golf. Golf is such a difficult game, man. I had such a I had such a up and down weekend. All we do is talk about golf on the end of the show. My dad, dude, just took me to school. Humble pie. I needed it. All right. Anyway, we can talk about my golf game later. The next time you will see or hear Andrew Ivins' voice, 
Married you take man. pleasure in this. We'll be next next week, right? You're back. Yeah. yeah. You got some guests coming up though, right? I got some guests, but I learned from the best. <laughs> I only soft tease now. I don't hard tease. <laughs> I just soft tease. We got we got a couple of guests. I got one guy. He's within the network, so we can shame him if he doesn't come on. Josh Pate will be joining the show on Wednesday's show. And guess what? It's going to be a Josh Pate origin story. I love it. All of a sudden, you snap your fingers, and there's this bald-headed, shredded dude with a white tee who's just dominating college football headlines all over the place. And you're like, where'd that guy come from? Does he on even Wednesday, have, does he even we're have going to tell his story. Does he even have does he have like a Wikipedia page? I think they're working on it. I think the powers of powers of be at, at Wikipedia oh. are, are, are working on oh, it. Oh, oh, I just Googled it and it's a, a screenwriter, director, and producer that that worked on <laughs> that worked on Outer Banks. So you gotta tell him he's gotta get ahead of this guy. I think producer Jesse probably made that. So we got Josh Pate on Wednesday and on Thursday. You're gonna have to wait and see. I've learned my lesson, but um if it does come through, Big one time. that I am, I, I know it will come through because I love this guy. Um, it will be a great interview, and I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to you guys being there. Producer Lance, I want to apologize in advance. Timestamp nightmare on this show. One hour, 12 minutes. But, guys, we appreciate you listening, as always. And for the soon-to-be married man, Andrew Ivins, for – Rutgers' favorite booster, Lance Glenn, and Cooper Tagner. See you on Wednesday. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.